Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoyed listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. John chapter 8, beginning in verse 12. We've seen in the book of John that uh, Jesus has compared himself to many different things. He's, he's called himself... Uh, the water, uh, well, yeah, he's called himself the water of life. He's called himself the bread of life. Um, tonight we are seeing how Jesus is calling himself the light of the world. Um, you think a little bit about light. What does light do? It helps us to see. Like, we wouldn't be able to walk around. We would be walking in darkness, unable to see where we're going, uh, vulnerable to many different dangers if we didn't have light shining upon us. And then light also gives light. We just think of the concept of photosynthesis. If you've had a biology class, you know, you understand that all life on earth is dependent upon light and how the light uh, gives energy to the plants and how the plants then store that energy and we take that in. So light gives life as well. And light also is needed for us to be able to make distinctions. If we want to know uh, if we're matching colors right, right? If you've painted your house or something like that and you want to match to make sure you have the right thing, you don't want to go into a dim room to see if those colors match. You, you, have to, you have to have a bright light to be able to see, are these things matching? In order to make a judgment, you've got to have light. Um, so those are some of the things I, I think we know about light. Light gives life. Light um, helps us to see, to be able to make our way around. And then light also helps us to make judgments. We see also in the book of John, also in the very first chapter, as, as it talks about how the, the Word, Jesus, the Word was with God. The Word was God from the very beginning and nothing was made without Him. It tells us that the light came into the world. But the darkness did not understand it or comprehend it. In John chapter 3, Jesus had talked with Nicodemus telling him he must be born again. And right after we read that verse, John 3.16, about how for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall shall not perish but have everlasting life. After that, He says that the light shined into the world. I'm trying to go by memory. The light came into the world and men hated the light. The the light shone. The men hated the light because their deeds were evil. They didn't want to be exposed. That's one of the things light does. Like I said, it helps us make judgments. When the light shines into the world, when Jesus, the light, shines into the world, people ran from Him. People did not like Him. They wanted to get away from Him because He exposed their deeds. And He does that to us as well. When the light shines upon us, Our deeds are exposed. Our sin is exposed. And we have a choice. Believers, I believe, we run to the light to be exposed so that He shows us what needs to change and we embrace Him. 
and unbelievers, when the light shines upon their lives, their sin is exposed, they will recoil like a bunch of cockroaches in the dark when the light comes on. Jesus is the light of the world. Let's uh, read our text from John chapter 8, beginning in verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, you're bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered, even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and my Father who sent me. In your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, Where is your Father? Jesus answered, These words he spoke. Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my Father. If you knew me, you would, have know, you would know my Father also. These words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. So he said to them again, I'm going away, and you will seek me, and you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, Will he kill himself? Since he says, Where I am going, you cannot come. He said to them, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. So they said to Him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, Just what I've been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you, and much to judge but he who sent me is true, and I declare to the world what I have heard from him. They did not understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. May it be a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. Lord, I pray that you would give us eyes to see. Lord, that we would 
have your light shine upon us and we would not recoil away. Lord, we would run to you as a refuge for our souls. Lord, we love you. Lord, be with me. Give me strength. Help me to preach your word, to be faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. We just came off of uh, chapter 7. Jesus had been... um, he had been teaching in the temple. Remember, it was the, the week of the Feast of Booths. It was the week of uh, Tabernacles. As Amy told me, it was the week that they all went camping, right? Um, they, they, they were to remember the time when God led them through the wilderness when they dwelled in booths. And in verse... 20, it tells us the, this conversation, this, this teaching that was going on was during this time when he was teaching in the temple. It tells us these words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his time had not yet come. If we look back into the chapter 7, which I'm not going to point out right now, um, it tells us, you know, he was teaching right there in the temple, but he wasn't arrested because his time had not yet come. We hear this echo of the same line from before. So I think what, what Jesus is teaching right here happened, it's, it's one of the things he was teaching while he was in the temple during the, the uh, Feast of Booths. That setting is also important to us because it tells us something about light. Remember, when, G- when the Israelites, when the, when the Jewish people were being led through the wilderness, by day they were following a- around a pillar of cloud. And by night, in the dark, they were being led around by a pillar of fire. And when Jesus says, I am the light of the world, Jesus is making a statement at the time of the Feast of Tabernacles when the people remember when they were being led around in the wilderness by a light, Jesus says, I am that light. Jesus is making a very clear statement, I am the light that led Israel all around in the wilderness. I am Yahweh, is what Jesus is saying. Jesus here, He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. You know, we can try living our lives the way we want to. Following our own desires. Following after our own plans and our own will. And if we do that, we will walk in darkness. We will stumble around And we will fall for many things that we are vulnerable because we are walking in darkness. But Jesus says, if you follow me, the light of the world, as Israel followed around this fiery pillar by night, you will not walk in darkness. You won't be vulnerable to be picked off by any predator or anything that might come at you. No, Jesus says, if you follow Me, 
Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. Then he says, but will have the light of life. Just as I said earlier, uh, one of the properties of light is the fact that it, it gives life to us. It, it gives life by the fact that it, it uh, but through the process of photosynthesis, you know, you have, you have the sun shining down, the, the plants uh, soak in that energy, and we in turn eat it. Uh, it, it. This same energy as we can kind of, the same analogy we can kind of understand, Jesus is the light of life. He, he is the one who we get our life from. We don't walk in darkness, but we will have the light of life within us. Then, in verse 13, the Pharisees said to him, You're bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. This is not a new accusation. Remember a few chapters ago, they had the same accusation. Who are you to be saying these things, Jesus? Who are you to be saying these things? And Jesus at that time pointed out that there were many witnesses. There was the fact that there was the, there was the witness of John the Baptist. There was the witness of himself. There was the witness of his deeds. There was the witness of his father. But here, Jesus just says, he responds, even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going, but you do not know where I am coming from, where I come from, or where I am going. Jesus says, "It doesn't matter." Okay. He at first he says, "It doesn't matter whether I, I've I've only got one witness or not, because what I'm saying is true." You don't know where I came from, Jesus says. Well, they may know that He came from a town in Galilee. They may know that He was born in Bethlehem, although in the last chapter we saw some didn't realize that He was born in Bethlehem. But they didn't know where He, was co he had come from in the sense that John chapter 1 tells us in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was Jesus, this Word that had become flesh. When Jesus tells them, you don't know where I've come from. He's, he means, I'm God, and you don't realize this. I was there in the beginning. And Jesus is saying, it doesn't matter if I don't have two witnesses because I have a grasp on reality, Jesus says. He, he knows about reality because He knows where He came from and He knows where He's going. He knows what His mission is. He knew that He came to die for us. He knew exactly what He came to do. But then, He doesn't leave it there. Even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true, for I know where I came from and where I am going, but you do not know where I, am go where I come from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Now, if you were listening earlier while I was, while I was reading the whole passage, you should probably catch the fact that Jesus said He does judge. But here he says, I don't judge. Is this a contradiction? Well, I don't think so. I think what Jesus is saying is, you Pharisees, the Pharisees were judging according to the flesh, and what Jesus was saying, I think it was just shortened, I don't judge people by the flesh. 
I don't judge people according to what people see, according to what man sees. Jesus sees reality. He sees down to the core. He is the light that shines so that it exposes everything about us and He sees everything perfectly. So when He judges, He doesn't judge just according to the flesh. He judges like an x-ray that doesn't just see into our bones, but He sees into our very souls, into the deepest, darkest secrets and thoughts of our hearts. Then Jesus says, yet even if I do judge... See, He was was saying, yes, I do judge. Even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. He's beginning to acknowledge what their uh, accusation was. Their accusation was, Your testimony isn't true because it's just you. It's just you. You don't have a second witness. And he points out in the next verse how the law requires, in Jewish law, it requires that for a testimony to be accepted, there have to be two witnesses. Jesus says, verse 17, in your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. And I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. See, he's saying, I have two witnesses. It doesn't matter if I have two witnesses, because I know where I am, where where I've come from, and I know where I'm going, but according to your law, yes, I do have two witnesses. There's myself, and there is the Father. Then Jesus says, or then they say, they say to him, where is your father? They, say, they may have said this mockingly. Where's your father? We can't believe you. What is this father you're talking about? All we see here giving this testimony is you. Who is this father you're talking about? And Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my Father also. These words He spoke in the treasury as He taught in the temple, but no one arrested Him because His hour had not yet come. Jesus here was claiming to be the very Son of God, and yet it was going right over their heads. They didn't get it. They didn't see. They only saw according to the world standards. They only saw according to the flesh. Jesus, on the other hand, had a grasp on reality that blows anyone else away. And He was able to say, if you knew Me, you would know My Father as well. You know, there is the question, I've talked about this before, there is the questions, well, do Christians believe in the same God as the Jews? Well, we do share the same Old Testament. And we, we share the same Scripture when it comes to the Old Testament. And, and they will say they believe in the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. But what Jesus here says is an indictment upon anyone that rejects the Messiah. He says, if you knew Me, you would know My Father as well. He's saying, you don't know the Father because you don't know Me. 
So, really, the, the answer to the question, do Jews and Christians worship the same God, is, according to Jesus, no. Because if you reject Jesus, you don't have the Father either in Jesus' eyes. Verse 21. So He said that to them again, I am going away, and you will seek Me, and you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, Will he kill himself? Since he says, Where I am going, you cannot come. This sounds familiar, maybe. Because in the last chapter, we had the same kind of conversation. Jesus began to talk about how he was going to go away, and then the people were going to look for him, and he wasn't going to be able to be found. And at that time, his accusers were saying, well, is he going to go to the Gentiles? Is he going to go to the diaspora and go preach to them? They were missing it. They didn't get what Jesus was talking about. And here, the same kind of misunderstanding comes. Instead of saying, well, is he going to the Gentiles? Is he going into the territory where we're not going to go to? They say, is he going to kill himself? That he's going to go someplace that we're not able to go? That idea would be abhorrent to any Jew. And Jesus responds, You are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins For unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. Again, you know, earlier Jesus had said, they're judging according to the flesh. They're judging according to what people can see. Judging according to the outside appearances. And here, Jesus says, you're from below. You're from this world. And I'm from above. I'm from heaven. I'm not of this world. Jesus, again, has a grasp upon reality that is much above what we can ever imagine. The people, were the Jews, the Pharisees were looking at Him with only what their eyes can see and only what their minds could imagine. But Jesus knew where He was from. He was from the beginning. He had been at the Father's side from all eternity past before creation. He had been there at the moment of creation and nothing was made without Him. Jesus was from above. He was not of this world. And the Pharisees and the Jews that were looking at Him, they didn't get it. And Jesus was talking in these terms about His reality of where He was from. And then He says, I told you that you would die in your sins unless you believe that I am He. You will die in your sins. Jesus here approaches the topic of sin. We are all sinners. From Eve and Adam when the first fruit 
of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was eaten from, all of us all the way down in the human race, we have all sinned, we have all earned death. Jesus here says, unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. Our sin is the greatest problem in our lives. Our sin is the thing that separates us from God. Our sin is the thing that that causes condemnation where we are before we come to Christ we are enemies of God. We deserve God's wrath to be poured out upon us. Now in the gospel we know that Jesus has come, he has taken our place. He has has taken our punishment for us upon himself upon the cross. And that if we believe in him we can have eternal life. But here Jesus says, if you don't believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. You know, we we think about the world today and, and what lost people think is important. What do we think is the, the, the most important problem of life? Is it war? Is it lack of finances? Is it income inequality? What is the the greatest problem, the greatest need that we have? It's our sin. It's none of those things. It's our sin. And Jesus says, unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. Now again, Jesus has said this many times in the Gospel of John, but whenever He says, unless you believe that I am He, (coughs) the phrase that He uses there is ego I me. That's the Greek words. It means I am. I am. Jesus again is making a claim. He is the God who met with Moses on the mountain at the burning bush, when Moses asked, "Where? who should I tell them sent me? And God answers from the bush and says, tell them I am has sent you. Jesus here, when He says, unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. He's making that identification with the God of the Old Testament. Unless you believe I am He, I am the Lord Almighty, you will die in your sins. The problem, the greatest problem of your life will go (coughs) unforgiven. It will go uncovered into your death. So they said to Him, Who are you? It's like they didn't get it. They didn't catch it whenever Jesus was saying, unless you believe that I am. They say, who are you? And Jesus tells them, just as what I've been telling you. It's like they weren't paying attention. Jesus had said, I'm the water of life. Jesus had said, I'm the bread of life. He's saying, I'm the light of the world. He said all of these things. He said, I am the Son of God. He called God His Father. And yet, they were rejecting it. They weren't getting it. He said, aren't you going to get it? 
I've been telling you all this time. And can it be that way for some of us? When are you going to get it? I've been telling you, I've been stretching out my arms, waiting for you to come to me, waiting for you to believe. Jesus here is like that saying, I've been saying this all along with open arms, ready for us to come. Jesus says, I have much to say to you and much to judge, but He who sent me is true, and I declare to the world that I have heard from Him. He's saying He has come from the Father, and what He's declaring is exactly what the Father wants Him to say. Verse 27, they did not understand that He'd been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He. We've heard that phrase before again as well. Lifted up the Son of Man. In John chapter 3, after His conversation with Nicodemus, remember, Jesus said, just as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness... Remember the story whenever the people were being bit by serpents because they were disobedient and they were grumbling against Moses. God sent serpents against them. They were biting them. And Moses pleaded before the people and asked, God, do something about all of this. God told Moses, build a bronze serpent, put it on a pole, and everybody who looks at that serpent will be saved. They will not die. And that was in John chapter 3. Jesus uses the same words here. And He says, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He. And notice, He's not saying this in a generic way uh, as saying, when the Son of Man is lifted up. He's saying, when you. He's assigning guilt when you, the Jews at this time, lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He. He's pointing forward so that they know when He is crucified and when He's laid in the tomb and when He raises again on the third day, then they will know. They will believe then who He really is. Jesus says, I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. He's doing exactly what God had planned from the very beginning. And He who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone. I am always, I always do the things that are pleasing to me, to Him. Jesus here is pointing out the fact that He was perfectly confident in what He did because the Father was there with Him. He never left Him alone. When Jesus walked in His ministry, He was always confident that the Father was right there with Him all along. And oh, how much pain that must have been when on the cross Jesus cried out, Father, why have You forsaken Me? even when He left the glories of heaven and came to earth, as He walked among sinful men, He always experienced the presence of His Father with Him all along. And yet, at that moment, they were separated. 
And then we also must think of the promise we have from Jesus. In Matthew 28, whenever He says, And lo, I am with you always. Jesus had perfect confidence because the Father was with Him all the way throughout His ministry. And we can have perfect confidence as we go and we proclaim the Gospel in this place, in Panama and throughout this this county and, and everywhere we go, because Jesus is always with us just as the Father was always with Jesus. In the final verse, As he was saying these things, many believed in him. This was a passage that is confrontational, where the Jews were coming to Jesus and they didn't believe in him. They didn't see who he was. They weren't getting it. Yet, as the light of Jesus shone upon them, some of the people's eyes were opened and they believed in him. And so when we go out into the world and we proclaim Jesus, there are many who will not believe. There are many who will not hear. They will, rather than running to the light, they will recoil from the light. But some, it says many believed in Jesus. It doesn't say all believed. It says many believed. We go with the same message of Jesus. It's our faith in Him, in Jesus, what He did for us on the cross, that He was lifted up for our sakes. That He was God in the flesh who came down and who was lifted up upon a cross, taking our sin, taking our reproach, taking our guilt, that we could have eternal life, having the light of life shining upon us and flowing out of us as a witness to others. Jesus is the light of the world. He he gives us light so that we can see. And notice, He's not just some religious teacher that talks about receiving an enlightenment. No, He says, I am the light. Uh, It's about Himself, about who He is. So when we trust in Jesus, we can see clearly. Like the song, I can see clearly now the rain is gone, right? (laughs) We can see clearly. And when the light shines upon us, we don't recoil like a bunch of cockroaches. We come and we embrace Jesus. And He shines upon us. He shows us where our sin is. And we confess that to Him. And He is faithful and just to cleanse us of our sins. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Jesus is the light. Are you walking in light? Are you following Jesus? A time will come when it will be too late. Just as Jesus warned, if you don't believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. That is a warning. Do you believe in who Jesus is, who He said He was? 
Jesus is the light. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.wordpress.com or you can like us on Facebook. Facebook.